0: hope you're having a fantastic week. Good news, my voice seems to be almost back to normal and that's a good thing because today I have a plug to share with you. Do you remember what a plug is? (laughs) I did one a few months ago and basically it's a word for a combination of a podcast and a blog post. So I've written recently a blog post about you know, the fact that maybe ballet uniforms can be slightly problematic. So what I wanted to do is explore that today with you all. But before that, I wanted to just check in and see how you're all going and actually share where I am right now. So I am actually currently in Byron Bay, which is about an hour from the Gold Coast, where I live in Queensland in northern New South Wales. And I have been doing a three-day anatomy course at Byron Yoga Center. And I'm telling you right now, it's a little bit life-changing, especially for the Balanced Ballerinas brand. But I'll share more on that down the track. I'm sort of still in the midst of digesting all the information that I have crammed into my brain for the last three days. But anyway, I'm, I'm pretty zen right now. I've actually just done an hour of, now don't laugh, chanting with the most incredible instructor, and it was really interesting and a little bit um, emotional, I guess, being in a room full of people all chanting the same words. Like, I I just don't don't even know how to describe it. It was just um, an experience which I probably will never forget. But anyway, I have a cup of tea with me. I have just eaten a local Loco Love chocolate which is from Byron Bay. Now have a listen to this. It's wild orange ganache with reishi. Reishi, reishi, yes, reishi and chaga. Basically, it's an immune enhancing antioxidant rich chocolate. Organic, vegan, gluten, refined, sugar free, all that stuff. I'm not too fussed on having my chocolate refined and gluten and sugar-free, but I tell you what, it was pretty good and right now I could not get more Byron Bay if I tried. If you don't know anything about Byron Bay and you don't know what I'm talking about, have a quick Google and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, back to reality for me tomorrow, but for now I'm just going to bask in the Byron Bayness that I am currently living in right now. Now, before I get into today's topic, I actually wanted to share a listener call. I wanted to thank Alyssa from America so much for sending in this voicemail. I've actually had it in my inbox for a while, and I'm really excited to share it today because I've been wanting to share it for a really long time. It's just a beautiful reminder about how we need to be really kind to ourselves. And it's a really nice reminder to not take your ballet classes for granted. So have a listen.
1: Hi, my name's Alyssa and I'm an adult ballerina. I'm 23 and I came back to ballet two and a half years ago in college as a way and an outlet to get away from the monotony of all the schoolwork. Just before the pandemic hit, actually just as we were starting to hear the reports from Wuhan, I took my last ballet class before the United States went into full lockdown. In that class, I remember towards the end failing at many combinations as this wasn't a regular class that I attended at a studio that I would just travel to for extra classes and I just felt like I wanted an extra one that week. And as I failed these combinations, I just continually hated upon myself and my abilities and how I just wasn't as good as everyone else in the room. As I left that studio, I went to my car, and I even cried, which is not a typical response for me, but I just felt so defeated. But after that, all our studios shut down, and I was stuck at home, dancing for months upon months upon months without my classmates and my teachers doing it over Zoom or just taking online classes through YouTube. And it's from that point on that I remembered As much as I may have thought that I failed during that class, I showed up, I tried my best, I learned things and I worked on myself and through that process, I grew and I just always go back to the moment now that I have the opportunity to go back to the studio here in the US and remember that even your worst class, it's okay because you never know if it's gonna be your last one for a while And so just as a spark of inspiration, never look down upon your abilities at the end of class. Look to the things that you did well. Always find those ways that you can improve, but always remember, you never know when it's gonna be your last opportunity to dance. So enjoy it and take it for what it is and move on because the next class is a new class and we will succeed if we keep on trying.
0: Isn't that a great story and a really timely and beautiful reminder? Alyssa wrote, I've been a long-time listener of your podcast and have thoroughly enjoyed listening to your words of wisdom. Your podcast is always a highlight to my week and an encouragement to keep perspective while dancing. I have cried and laughed as I have listened and felt as if I have a ballet family across the other side of the world. You have made many of us adult ballerinas feel so much more comfortable and included in the ballet world as you created a space for us to belong. It's a joy to know bit by bit the ballet world is changing to reflect that of the larger world around by its color, shape and size. And I just wanted to thank Alyssa so much for those words, because sometimes I don't think I'm really doing enough. Um, I'm trying really hard. And as I'll explore in today's conversation, I vow to continue trying harder and um, But that was just so nice to read. So thank you so much, Alyssa. And even her last line, you know, that the ballet world is changing to reflect that of the larger world around by its color, shape and size is really a beautiful start to today's topic. So a fellow dance studio owner recently penned a question about ballet uniforms in a forum on Facebook. And this was a private forum, so look, I won't go into too much detail about the specific post. However, she referenced a recent article on ABC News that explores young girls' thoughts about uncomfortable uniforms that may deter them from participating in sport or other activities. Now, look, I know ballet isn't necessarily a sport. However, One could argue, for the sake of this context, that a leotard and tights could be seen just as uncomfortable as wearing a skirt to play tennis or white shorts to play women's football. Hello, that time of the month. (laughs) However, it could also be argued that if we're talking about ballet in a sporting context, that it's more akin to, I guess, more aesthetic sports like gymnastics or ice skating. I mean, could you imagine a gymnast doing what they do in anything but a skin-tight leotard? And could you imagine an ice skater performing in a piece of clothing that's loose and, for lack of a better word, tablecloth-like? I actually don't know. I mean, maybe, but I know that there would be some kind of hazardous issues with those kinds of uniforms for those kinds of sports. And I think the similar a thing when it comes to ballet. So... Anyway, the article referenced that a recent Victoria University study found many girls drop out of sport or choose not to engage in physical activity because they feel embarrassed about putting their bodies on display or not adhering to societal standards of beauty. And what I found interesting was that the study found the types of fabric used in these uniforms was really important. However, the young women between 12 and 18 years of age also agreed that uniforms needed to be functional rather than fashionable. And I guess that's where my question begins, is a ballet leotard and tights tradition? Is it fashion or is it functional? I often find myself arguing in circles with myself whilst pondering the topic of ballet uniforms, which you will find as I go on. As an owner of a predominantly ballet studio, I find it really difficult to comprehend a class full of mismatched or baggy uniforms. But then I think just because I'm conditioned to be, I guess, intolerant of such a sight doesn't necessarily mean that it's right. Perhaps I should do more to be inclusive. Perhaps I should be, I guess, less lazy about coming up with more inclusive practices But then ballet does require a uniform that allows the teacher to see what's going on anatomically. And I guess the amount of times I've picked up on things like scoliosis or other issues that could not have possibly been picked up if the child was wearing a T-shirt would astound you. I mean, yes, artistry and performance qualities first and foremost, but I don't think you could make a fair and accurate assessment of a student's alignment if the student is wearing a t-shirt and shorts in their ballet exam. I mean, despite having a predominantly ballet focused studio, I have many shapes and sizes in my classes because this topic has also been on my mind for quite some time. I like to concentrate on my choice of words and teaching practices rather than the uniform mainly because I'm actually not sure how to tackle uniform yet. And it's served me well so far. I like to point out, for example, how strong our calves and our muscular thighs are that help us jump high. And and I spend lots of time talking about, I guess, our posture as a, a power pose to exude confidence And I also like to casually show my tween and teen students a photo on Instagram of, say, a celebrity that's a little curvier, maybe rocking a leotard. And I'm like, wow, look how strong and amazing she looks. You guys would rock that Leo for the end of your concert. I mean, just sort of picture me showing them maybe a photo of Beyonce absolutely killing it in a leotard or someone similar. However, I can see how fellow dance studio owners if you're not the ballet teacher at the studio or you have multiple, how you don't necessarily have control over the language used in class. It's up to whoever you've hired and that can be really tricky. You don't want to control someone's language or spoon feed them narrative. You want it to come out organically, naturally. So it needs to be deeper than that and come from, I guess, the culture that you've systematically systemically created at your studio oh my gosh i knew when i wrote that word down that i was going to struggle with it let me say that again so it needs to be deeper than that and come from a culture you've systemically created at your studio (laughs) i got there but then you know what about beyond the studio even if i was to allow students to wear t-shirts and leggings or other non-traditional ballet attire What happens when they want to sit a ballet exam or audition for a pre-professional program, summer school or company? If they weren't wearing traditional ballet attire to begin with because it made them uncomfortable, then they're really not going to be comfortable going into that situation for the first time wearing a leotard and tights. But then is that a non-argument because young students going into those situations are probably all about the leotard and tights? Honestly, I actually don't know. Then on the other hand, see, I'm actually about to argue with myself, I teach Eight adult ballet classes a week, with students wearing the kind of classwear that one would see in a professional ballet company. A mix of active wear, warm-up gear or fun ballet getup And nothing makes me happier than seeing these women, and occasionally men, comfortably taking ballet class wearing what makes them feel amazing. It's never even occurred to me to set a uniform for my adult students. So why then are uniforms important for younger students? Well, there is a couple of reasons, <laughs> but most notably, in my opinion, is the fact that uniforms ensure students are on a level playing field. If you're confused by what I mean by this, say you have a pre-primary ballet class of five to six-year-olds and one student shows up in a target leotard that costs, say, $10 and another shows up in an expensive tutu de Monde creation worth like $210 what do you think is going to happen amongst the little ballerinas? They're five and six, so of course they all want the sparkly, expensive one. And then how does a parent explain that? They can only afford the target option. Why put them, the parent, in that position? I guess when stu- students' maturity and um, just their understanding of how the world works is limited, and especially when they're in that awkward you know, tween and teen phase where comparison is just so at the forefront of their minds, I'd rather just help manage or avoid the situation completely rather than hindering by, you know, just providing a high quality but reasonably priced uniform that's mandatory. It just makes life a little bit more simple. But also, nothing makes me happier, I have to admit, than seeing a beautifully groomed class of young ballet students It's a fact, and I'm sure that many ballet teachers around the world, you know, listening to this would agree with me. You're all nodding your heads on that one. But then I guess it's not about our happiness, is it? Or is it? I don't know. Happy teacher? Happy students? Or is it the other way around? See how confusing this argument can get if you think about it deeply? Honestly, I'm just running circles around in my head as I Say this as I wrote this. It's just a continuous argument with myself. But I guess at the end of the day, I think uniforms serve an important purpose for younger students. I believe that they significantly contribute to the art of discipline and good grooming that ballet is so well known for instilling in young children. I mean, it's one of the reasons why some parents enroll their child in the first place in a ballet class. But then my whole philosophy is about breaking down the elitist barriers that often come with ballet. And I guess surely re-examining the uniform is part of breaking these down. Now, this is usually the part where I tell you I found the answer or have come up with a solution. I'm sorry to break it to you, but I actually haven't. I'm still, obviously, sorting through it in my own head. However, I have made some small but apparently impactful decisions in my own studio. About a month ago, coincidentally actually on International Women's Day, I sent the following email to about 500 parents and friends of my younger students. It said, Something has been on our minds for a very long time. We don't want anything to stand in the way of our dancers becoming the women they're meant to become. We also don't want our female dancers to feel uncomfortable in their own skin. As a studio, it's important for us to be proactive instead of reactive. And as part of the dance world, it's important for us to respect tradition while simultaneously moving into the future. We've always been very thoughtful about the uniform our students wear and one of the reasons why students can't wear just any black leotard is because the one we've chosen has thick, supportive straps, double lining, and is made of comfortable fabric. However, we've noticed that some of our older students would prefer even more coverage and a leotard that can be worn without bra straps poking out. We get it. They still want to look and feel balletic with a little bit more support. Furthermore, When young female students who study ballet have their period, they often wear jazz shorts over their leotard during that time of the month. Whilst it doesn't seem to worry the girls too much, it has always felt like an advertisement to the class that they have their period and occasionally a student trying to be helpful will say loudly, hey, you forgot to take your shorts off. (laughs) The issues are prevalent throughout the dance studios across the world. However, we want to make some simple changes that might assist parents of young female dancers and, of course, the dancers themselves. Miss Georgia thinks deeply about inclusivity and how to teach students to love, respect and value their bodies. She even did a whole Balance Ballerinas podcast episode about period positivity, and I linked it there. It's a topic she doesn't have all the answers to yet, but is incredibly passionate about. What we'd like to talk about with our students at classes this week... Regardless of whether students have their period or not, they will be allowed to wear the studio black skirt over their studio leotard for the entire ballet class, not just centre practice. Students who would like more coverage and the option of wearing a bra under their leotard can wear a beautiful cap sleeve leotard, which we will make available at reception. And in case they didn't know, we always have period products, pads, tampons and liners on the top shelf in the bathroom. We will remind them, but please remind them yourself. We realise that as an outsider to the world of ballet, these changes wouldn't really be considered groundbreaking, nor are these changes perfect. However, we feel the subtlety of these small changes amongst delicate issues with our teenagers will most certainly be a step in the right direction. If you ever have any thoughts, feelings or concerns, please don't hesitate to contact us. Oh, and happy International Women's Day. So that was the email I sent to our parents. And for those listening to this podcast episode, this is, of course, a blog post. So if you would like to look at that email I sent in more detail, just head to balanceballerinas.com and you'll be able to see these show notes and have a copy of that email that I sent to my students and community. But as you can see, I didn't pretend to have all the answers. I let the parents and families know that we were continuing to think about these topics, process them, and most importantly, evolve with action. But it's also obvious I'm still very much in two frames of mind, wanting to do more, but also maintain the tradition of a beautiful ballet uniform. One thing I did mention in the email was that I think really deeply about teaching students to love, respect, and value their bodies. And I think that this is key. Yes, we can allow a student who is uncomfortable in their body to wear a big baggy t-shirt. But at the end of the day, what exactly does that accomplish? I personally think that it only superficially solves the problem. Personally, I'd rather work on why the student feels the way they do and help them reclaim their self-worth through language in class, guidance outside of class, and be very careful and consider, you know, the messages that society constantly tells us that we're not good enough, not skinny enough or pretty enough. And in other words, create a shelter and a space at your studio that works on all these things holistically from different angles we can change a uniform but I think the harder and the deeper work is actually changing society and changing thought patterns I'm not saying that that job's easy it's it's incredibly hard and I am continually trying to think about how to do so I think that all my students are beautiful I think I tell them all the time but if I'm honest I could probably do it more And on that topic, it's important to not only compliment their new hair bow, but also their strong bodies and kindness. I don't actually believe in not giving compliments about appearance. If a student has obviously put a lot of thought and effort into their grooming for that class, I'll tell them. I see their little face light up and not only is it a confidence booster, but it also inspires the other students to take pride in their appearance. I think the important part is also complementing their kindness, also doing that as well. You see, when I see a student do something nice for another student or teacher, I always make an effort to say how kind-hearted they are. And this again inspires other students to act similar. So what's my advice to other studio owners or teachers? Personally, I think it's all about being proactive rather than reactive, Don't wait until you have a problem with these things and instead brainstorm how you can make your uniform more inclusive or comfortable whilst maintaining the aesthetic of ballet. Have conversations with your students. I know mine really love their leotard and tights, but just wanted a little extra coverage to be able to wear a bra or not be so obvious during that time of the month when they've got their period. They seem pretty satisfied now with the small changes that we've made in the last few months and I don't know, I think just have a conversation and see where that leads you, baby steps. Sometimes I think we actually forget to just talk to our students. As you can tell, I argue with and against myself on this particular topic about ballet uniforms, continually striving to be self-aware at I guess every point and question why I think or feel a certain way and I think if you combine that with small but quite significant actions, that's all we can continue to do. The dance world has come far in regards to the dancewear market. We have to admit that. I mean, yes, it took too long, but we finally have different shades of tights and shoes, so darker skin dancers especially don't have to prescribe to that lily, lily white look. And even dance publications are more aware of body shaming language and are increasingly inviting conversation about diversity in ballet. And through the power of social media, we're actually reclaiming our bodies and appear to be celebrating just being yourself. And I think that's wonderful. Ballerinas are seeing all colors, sizes and abilities now through the power of social media and I know that I myself need to be hyper aware of what I share and as a white cisgender female I need to actively not just share photos of people who look like me. As someone with an audience I need to ensure that I'm actively being more inclusive. And look honestly I don't think I've done an amazing job of it so I do endeavour from here on to do better. But I think if students can see themselves and are encouraged to be themselves, regardless of what they're wearing, we'll be in a better place as a whole and have students more comfortable in a leotard and tights. Anyway, to finish, I wanted to share a reply to my email from one of my students. I actually had a lot of beautiful replies when I sent that email out to my dance studio community. And um, this one, though, really touched my heart. She said, Dear Miss Georgia, although I didn't get a chance to talk to you after ballet this evening, I would just like to express my gratitude and thanks towards the recent uniform changes. The little changes, I am sure, are going to make a big difference in how comfortable and supported I feel in class. Thank you for being kind and considerate and compassionate in everything you do. I am blessed to have a ballet teacher that is as passionate and thoughtful as you. literally have my heart, hand, not my heart, my hand on my heart. It gets me every time. It's one thing being proud of our students, but it's quite another whole yummy feeling when they're proud of you. Look, I'm curious. Let me know how you go. Let me know your thoughts. I'm personally going to continue marinating in all of these thoughts and if you'd like to share yours, catch me on Instagram at The Balanced Ballerina or open a discussion publicly in the, well sort of publicly, in the secret Balance Ballerinas Facebook group where a lot of you meet and share. Let's keep the conversations evolving, okay? Now, speaking of marinating, whilst I'm here in Byron Bay at my retreat, <laughs> no, it's actually a training course, but it feels like a retreat. With my fancy chocolate and my cup of tea. I forgot to tell you that I also have marinating my feet. My sister bought me. Wait till you hear this. (laughs) It is a rosy toes, double layer foot treatment infused with rose oil, aloe vera and beeswax. So I want you to imagine a face mask for your feet. That is what I currently have on my tootsies right now. So... I'm supposed to leave it on apparently for half an hour. I feel like it's been half an hour that I've been talking to you all. So my plans for the rest of this evening, it's currently 9pm, I'm going to take my weird feet mask off and I am going to drift off to sleep before my final day of this training course. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, remember, if you want to go back through this in detail, There is a digital copy on balanceballerinas.com, basically a transcript because I just read to you my blog post. Have a lovely evening. Let's keep having these discussions, okay? It can only go upwards from here.